Welcome one, welcome all to the NFC East Mixtape, a project presented to you in partnership by SB Nation's Blog of the Boys, Bleeding Green Nation, Hawks, Haven, and Big Blue View, SB Nation's home for all NFC East content. I am RJ Ochoa from Blog of the Boys, where we cover the Dallas Cowboys. He is Brandon Lee Gotten from Bleeding Green Nation, where they cover the uh, E-A-G-L-E-S Eagles, B-L-G. Happy draft week to you, amigo. Why are you chanting the Eagles chant? I mean, I didn't uh, chant. I just spelled. I think it's the dumbest thing. Like people think spelling is a chant. Like the Jets have a chant because they they spell Jets. That's not just spelling. So like first graders are chanting. Is that what we're saying? The Cowboys have a thing. Do they have like a a theme song or like a a war cry or anything? No, because they're not pathetic. I mean, they Um, are, but like not for that. I mean, I opening thought. Uh, the reading of the show, really good episode last week, RJ. I thought by us in terms of in terms of the reception too. Great job, us. To, to, great job by us, but also really love the listeners stepping up to uh, say they really liked the quadcast of the uh, all NFC East teams being represented. So you know we'll we'll try to make that happen when we can. I feel like a little bit more often than never. <laughs> so uh, looking forward to that in the future. And also we we talked about condiments. Well, mm-hmm. I think off air. Oh, so. I threw I threw this. This was a great like talking point for me with a lot of people in my life. Like I threw that around a lot last week. Same. Mm-hmm. I, I've been I've been asking some people too. But you're welcome because uh, that was my question. So I, I said I stole it pe- from someone. Pe- I know. People think people that were like, man, this Brandon guy, he's pretty charming based off of your question. That was actually my question. So the residual charm is mine. I was uh, no I'm, uh, full transparency. I said, uh, actually, this is a question that my podcast co-host asked me, but I don't even know. I don't think we talked about it on air as much. But in any case, um, I wanted to bring up a thought that's been on my mind, really important before the draft. I feel like the Takis kind of snack. You like the Takis or no? Like the little chips? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, like the like the spicy rolled up tortilla chips flavored. Mm-hmm. Trader Joe's has a version. Uh, not a sponsor. Um, obviously the Taki brand is really good. I don't know. I just, I think those are kind of like underrated and I just think people needed to know that. Are you hot, a hot Cheetos person? Is that like your, you like I'm hot not Cheetos? like grossed out by Cheetos, I, but I don't like seek a Cheeto. Like I can take it or leave it. Um, there's a great, it's not like the puffy Cheeto, but it's like a baked puffy Cheeto. Like we're, if we're just talking like standard Cheetos, again, not an ad, uh, but I really enjoy those. But, um, I think it's the same I company bag of Cheetos um, into frame. Well, I, I I think it's the same company. I don't like hot Cheetos because I don't like the crunch. I know I realize mm. that's the appeal to Cheetos, but that's not my thing. Um, so they again, I think it's the same company. They make they're called hot fries. So it's the same like concept. Oh, yeah. Like like those are awesome. I love those. Okay. Uh, but it's kind of situational. Like and you have to be or, practical yeah. with this kind of stuff. Um, as a different example, uh, recently I went and ate crawfish, and I was wearing my white United States uh, women's national team jersey. And it was t- like just awful experience. Like I didn't enjoy it whatsoever because yeah, like, you know, when tough. you eat crawfish, it's like explosion of juice. Um, and so hot fries are kind of similar because your fingers end up red. And like in our line of work, we're using, we're using computer. We're the only people that use computers um, yeah. in corporate America. Uh, and so like your fingers corporate. are all like gunky afterwards. Like it's just, you know, not a good thing. I, I get that. And that is a downside of that kind of snack. Although I will say you said situational. Takis on the beach, man. I think that just works. Oh, dude, really works. That's like I like them like out by the pool. So like if it's hot outside, that's when they're best. Totally agree. Outside, Mm -hmm. yeah, you're in a nice, relaxing environment. Mm -hmm. A little bit of spice and flavor. It's great. So uh, everyone this summer, go to the beach, get some takis if you want. You know, Um, we're not not affiliated, but uh, I think you'll have a good time. 
Last thing before we get into today's actual episode, two things. Uh, one, if you'll allow me to plug uh, this video and podcast are dropping on Blogging the Boys and Bleeding Green Nation uh, and Hogshaven and Big Blue View um, on Wednesday. But on Tuesday, we had DeMarcus Ware on the Blogging the Boys Network. So you can listen to that or watch it on either place. So go check that out. We talked a lot about the 2022 NFL draft, obviously. Uh, but the other thing, Brandon, um, is this is the draft. And so like I mentioned, our line of work, we're very busy. We're doing a lot of things. What are you eating? Like, what's your plan? What are you going to be eating on Thursday? Thursday night, Friday night, because like you, you're we're glued to our computers. We're doing all sorts of shows. Everybody go check out the SB Nation NFL show and stuff. So like, it has to be quick. It has to be yeah. efficient. But it's also the draft, so you want to have something somewhat special. You know what I mean? So like, what what are you doing? Great question by you. Uh, you're on fire recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, for Just the like a hot fry. That's right, baby. Yeah, or a uh, uh, taki. Maybe that's your here. new nickname for me, hot fry. Who knows? Uh, I mean, <laughs> that's what they called you in high school, right? Um, I and to be clear, talk about the Fuego version, which is like I guess the standard. I would say like the red, not because they have the blue. There's the blue Taki too. They're not as good to me, um, but the Fuego kind. Anyway, um, uh, so really important question. I remember a couple years ago, I kind of saved like a big meal until after the draft was over. I think that Saturday night, like I wanted to have like a big feast, um, and I ended up getting uh, from an Indian place in Philly called uh, Tiffin, and that was actually really good. It was just like a nice big way to end the draft. Um, so I don't know if I'm going to do that as much as um, I feel like I have some things on hand. I have like uh, a Stouffer's baked lasagna. Oh, dude, those are great. Those are great. I, like, I think that could be like two meals for me and just the convenience of it. Like I, I can cook it probably maybe like Thursday during, you know, leading up to the evening there. And then I'll just have that for two nights. So that's th- maybe like Thursday and Friday. And I'll kind of just piece together what else I have here. It's really kind of just grab and go. Uh, what about mm-hmm. you? I think that I'm going, I've been trying to lose some weight lately, been on the treadmill, you know what I mean? Been, been just grinding, but I think I might treat myself. Thank you very much. I look like a hot fry. Uh, That's everybody just, everybody knows that's Brandon's nickname for me. Um, But um, I'm thinking about a Whataburger, a staple here in the Republic of Texas. Uh, They have a sweet and spicy bacon burger. I get without mustard. I'm not, not a mustard guy. I know that was a contentious thing with the condiment discussion, Um, but uh, with a large sweet tea and a large order of fries, just go all out um again it's the draft you know what i mean like it's a cool thing i'm not like feeling like wings necessarily and again that goes back to like my hands exactly um so um so yeah that's that's my plan that's that's how i'm gonna rock awesome okay so speaking of the draft uh this was your idea a great idea by you this is just a harmonious episode of the mixtape uh you said and i actually didn't even follow instructions correctly the first time so i had to do it a second time um let's do a mock draft we use the draft networks simulation method uh simulator um so not an ad but the draft network is awesome not that the other simulators aren't awesome. but uh look you know just throwing out kudos left and right um so we each did a simulation and we each controlled all four NFC East teams to, and we each made the best possible pick that we could for each particular team. Are you ready to begin? Yeah. So we're like the NFC East commissioner. Like we want to see like, mm. if that was a real thing. Like we want the best well, for like, the NFC East. Like, like the, we're, we're like the SEC or like the big 12. Like we're the commissioners of an entire group. Right. We what want the that? division as a whole to succeed for the standpoint of like, we want the ratings and everything to be better. So yeah, we're trying to make every team better. We are the beast. Um, Okay. Uh, so my top four, since we're going to talk about the Giants pick, uh, Jacksonville. So these were all simulated. Jacksonville took Aiden Hutchinson, who, by the way, on the subject of interviews, you can hear on the SB Nation NFL show this week. Wow. We are also going to share that interview on the blog and the boys YouTube channel as well. Uh, but he went to Jacksonville. Did he go there for you? Uh, Trayvon Walker went number one in my simulation. So he was- went, he went to Detroit in mine. So that's one and two. Aiden yeah. went to, I assume. Uh, yes. 
Okay, so three for me was Sauce Gardner, and four was Kayvon Thibodeau. Is that... Well, okay, so Sauce Gardner for me uh, to the Texans at number three, but then Evan Neal, uh, the first offensive tackle comes off the board right above the Giants' first pick. That made things or makes things complicated because I took Evan Neal for the Giants. I think we've talked about that. That's something Ed talked about during the quadcast. Got to establish that offensive line. Ed's in love with him. Um, So I'm, I'm, you know, listening to my head coaches and whatnot within my conference as the overall commissioner. Uh, Evan Neal was my pick, but you couldn't take him for the Giants. Right. And uh, that's who I would have taken, to be clear, as well. I just think uh, I think it's close between him um, and – the other guy's name that I can never pronounce, Ikim, um, from right. Ikim, the Ikim, North Carolina State, Carolina, tackle, yeah, right. North Carolina State. Um, but I just think you know you're talking about a guy who is 21 years old and played for Alabama. Like it's just you know you can't you can't you can't overthink that to me. Like <laughs> I get an Alabama offensive lineman. Uh, I think you're going to go right with that. So or like an Alabama receiver. Like all of them except Devontae well, Smith are awesome, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean that's just really ashamed to say that about Devontae Smith when you know it's not true but um obviously you know we've talked before too about the Giants you know being a real contender to trade down with one of these picks and and maybe uh as the the number five pick and obviously we can't we're not doing trades in this draft just as you know a little spoiler but um you know there's a scenario maybe where the offers aren't coming in and they just want to stick and pick and I think getting an offensive tackle whether it's Ecom or whether it's Evan Neal um I I think those guys are better bets yeah, I agree. If the Giants walk out of this with a tackle and a future first rounder, I think it's a success. I think if they walk out yeah. with a tackle and something, it's a success. Like they just have. If, and if you can draft the first tackle off the board, like I did at least for them, yeah. like that's again home run sort of thing. I it's unfortunate, but the Giants are really kind of headed in the right direction. Um, so this one is pretty easy. Unfortunately, pretty chalk. Although we did have differing results. Um, so let's see who did the Panthers take because they took a team in my mock. Um, so at number six, they have Charles Cross going off, who has been connected to the Giants a lot, especially I think if they do trade down from five and probably going to be on the board there for them uh, at seven, at least. I just want to touch on the Giants offensive line real quick, too. So, OK, let's say they add a uh, Evan Neal. I mean, I guess you're you know having him play right tackle. So you have Andrew Thomas at left tackle and Neal on the right side. Like that's a pretty good bookend, you know, to kind of to fill the interior, obviously on the inside not really any mainstays they signed mark lewinsky from the right. Colts. he's kind of just like, like it's uh, it takes time it's a project yeah it's right? like that's a that's a really and john feliciano was clearly a placeholder too but like okay that's like that's a, a somewhat respectable offensive line now and obviously a lot of promise moving forward you have an nfl quality offensive line like that's yeah. and that's a massive improvement and they've been trying to you know th- and like you said don't overthink it they've been trying to like reassess and reestablish this offensive line for what like 10 years at this point i mean just so don't overthink it and that's like if they they walk away with any of these three i think it's it's fine i think it's fair um you can have your argument that's kind of what ed touched on too like whichever one you prefer whatever it's your um brian broadus who does a great job covering the nfl draft but has been a a cowboys mainstay forever always talks about like it's flavors of ice cream at this point like you're you're picking your favorite um so they're all good they're all ice cream so okay so um, let's use that analogy when the eagles traded up to number two and he was like you know do what do you like vanilla or chocolate or well brian broadus once worked for the eagles so uh, let's not forget that but um okay so um the giants and the panthers both walk away with tackles and both mocks uh so that puts us back on the clock at seven do you want to tell me for the giants obviously uh do you want to go first i went first last time so maybe you should hear i have them taking Kayvon thibodeau who it seems like there's some smoke that he could fall 
Uh, I think there, Mike- there were there was a report actually on Monday that he might fall, and the Cowboys are keeping tabs on that, and they might mm. trade up. The Cowboys, if they included their second round pick uh, by way of the Jimmy Johnson trade chart, they could get up maybe to fourteen. Mm. Uh, so he'd have to fall a little bit longer of a ways. But I would, I feel like, you know, that's interesting. The Ravens pick, I feel like they might just take him at that point. Um, you know, I feel like that's like that's a kind of a Ravens pick they would make instead of trading out. But in any mm-hmm. case. Um, yeah, oh, Jordan Davis is going to be a Raven, like by the way, like that's well, super obvious. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, um, I mean, unless maybe let's say again, uh, Thibodeau is there, but yeah, I, I could see Jordan Davis easily going to 14. But, um, for the Giants to be able to get a kind of foundational left tackle or a right tackle, whatever uh, offensive tackle for them, and then also to improve the trenches, because for as bad as the offensive line has been, that's always been like the bigger story, I feel like, rightfully so, with the Giants. But, RJ, when was the last time they had a pass rusher that was like even respectable that you feared? Like Leonard Williams has been obviously kind of has come on as it's an interior the, player, but talking it's about the 2011 rusher, squad, that's who yeah. like the Justin, Justin Tuck, Tuck OC, yeah, like it's that um, whole crew. Who else is in there that I can't J- remember? JPP, um, yeah. and OC, well, OC, I don't think was there in 2011. OC, and who else? Um, well, Michael like Strahan was in 07. But, uh, um, uh, oh, that, yeah, yeah. now you're, you're wow. digging way, uh, in. But yeah, like even just like over, like we're talking edge rushers and this was like Thibodeau was the pick, but like even defensive players, like I was never afraid of Landon Collins. No. Like like they they haven't had a linebacker that like struck fear in me or any sort of corner. George like I James never had like that one good season. In I was never like, again, I like Dez had like a beef with him. And so like, I was never like into it. Like, but I just, I, they have not had a, like, again, I'm, I'm going to stick with the Cowboys team here. They haven't had a player that has been who Micah Parsons is or even anything close in the last since Michael Strahan. Is that fair to say? I guess. Yeah. Um, I, yeah anything they had, maybe a one season wonder, but not much more than that. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. That's depressing for Giants fans, but okay. That's a good pick. Um, obviously he was unavailable for me because he went to the other New York team. Um, the J E T S jets, jets, jets to give the chant. Uh, these two teams, it should always be said tied for the least amount of wins in the NFL. Are we ever going to see some separation there? I don't know. Uh, like think I, like, I don't really know you. You're more of an East coast person, obviously. Um, is that That like a real rivalry? Like do the giants and jets, like, is that like a thing? Is it like, and I, I truly don't know, like, do like, Yankees and Mets fans hate each other like do Knicks and Nets fans like is that like a a real big divide I think Yankees and Mets was bigger the subway series as it's called um than a because you know the Giants and Jets just don't play obviously very often they play in the Snoopy Bowl Snoopy Bowl I don't even know what that is Um, that's the I think I I believe the origin of that is um the MetLife company like I think Snoopy is a part of their branding so they call it the Snoopy Bowl because it's MetLife Stadium uh yeah i don't i don't really think there's a whole lot to that um the way i think of it is kind of it's like an enemy of my enemy is my situ uh, is mm-hmm. my friend kind of situation mm-hmm. um so like you know eagle sands and jets fans can agree that the giants suck mm-hmm. well said uh both gang greens anyway uh for me um i was debating here between Derek stingley and kyle hamilton because i could not take uh Kayvon thibodeau obviously and i know what ed said as well i factored obviously the quadcast and our discussions into my picks i went with kyle hamilton i i again i understand positional value i understand blah 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 whatever he's awesome he's a baller he's he's a stud he's arguably the best player in the draft and i think that the giants are gonna not overthink things and that would really suck i i like my mock for them more than i like yours honestly um which means i prefer yours to be reality if and like that gives them and i don't believe in like people say like oh they need to draft like a face of the franchise like i don't believe in that 
at all. But Kyle Hamilton can become like the face of their defense. And they, they are lacking, um, for lack of a better way to put it, they're lacking people to put on the media guide. You know what I mean? And Kyle Hamilton turns into one of those players like right away. The future all of a sudden looks a lot brighter for New York in a lot of different ways. I think it's pretty hard for them to go wrong. Like the only way they could mm-hmm. go wrong, I feel like, is they somehow like traded up. Like if they package this or something like, no, like stay put, make your picks at the very least. Obviously, I think the ideal situation like we talked about is them getting a 2023 pick somehow. Obviously, ideally a first uh, and a move back. I mean, maybe again, they trade back. I don't think it would be as good for what we've talked about the Saints trade. Like, I think you don't really want that as much as you want a future pick. But if they if they did and they move back to 16 or whatever, yeah, 16 and 19, like, OK, then all of a sudden they have three first round picks to work with. And and they could. So there's, it's hard for them to go wrong. Is, is yeah, my I, thinking. I don't think there's like a Cleveland Farrell sitting out there like th- that, like, you know, yeah. that I mistake is not maybe if for them. Trayvon Walker falls to them. Maybe that wouldn't be. Like, I think, because I feel like he, and, and I don't know, I don't have like the strongest take on Trayvon Walker because he's out of the Eagles range, but I feel like, you know, maybe he could kind of be like a Solomon Thomas, maybe kind of being mm-hmm. like a little bit overrated, but, but I don't even know that he's going to get it to number five. So I don't even know if they have to worry about that. Uh, the first receiver in the mock I did went to Atlanta at number eight, Garrett Wilson. Who did they take for you? Uh, so at eight, the Falcons made the same pick and yeah, okay. that is the first wide receiver off the board. Charles Cross went to Seattle and Trevor Penning went to the Jets for me. Interesting. Um, for me, yeah, it was Malik Lewis. And to be clear here, folks, in the case, you know, I didn't make it clear. Um, or RJ, like these, the, the non-NFC East picks here are simulated. Again, right. just want to stress that we didn't pick this. Um, but Malik Willis goes off the board to Seattle. Uh, Russ's replacement. Uh, wow. Mm. He must have some strong feelings about that. And then uh, Derek Stingley. Goes I, uh, gets... I asked DeMarcus Ware about Russell Wilson in the interview. Um, oh, man. I I did not do the impersonation. Uh, <laughs> wow, you coward! You, you know, coward! You know, it's, it's it's just you know sometimes it's there's a time and a place and uh, and for me the, the the time is now and and it's it's really always been now. Now is now is a state of being and um How and the place is that... here. The place the place is in Denver, mile, mile high. Let let's ride. How good would that have been if you just like t- like did like a you know a fifteen minute interview whatever you did with him and then like you know ten minutes into it you just changed your voice without any kind of warning and you just went into that bit. Oh, man, I um, great. I'm I'm having like a panic attack even just thinking about doing that. But uh, anyway, okay, so uh, just, like, who did looking the... at you like what is going on? Uh, who did the Jets take for you? Stingley, Derek. Okay, Stingley. okay, okay, okay. Uh, so um, he went no he's still on the board or was still on the board for me um so now we're on the clock with washington um again number of different directions that they could go um but again factoring in what stabby said factoring in the team factoring in what they've done this offseason factoring in the fact that terry mclaurin still doesn't have a deal it felt like they have to get a wide receiver and again like we laugh at Carson Wentz, but do everything you can to help him out. Like that's, sure. that's the, the boat you're in right now. Like you made this bed, so you might as well lie in it. Uh, I took Drake London. Um, I, mm. I feel like that's just, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, give, give him a star uh, opposite of Terry McLaurin and on paper, that offense is not the worst in the NFL. I mean, you've got Carson Wentz, Terry McLaurin, Drake London, Antonio Gibson, um, JD McKissick, who hated the bills. Like, what a loser move, by the way, like to choose the commanders over the bills. Uh, Logan Thomas, if that ever works itself out, and then a defense that seemingly should regress back towards the mean this year. Like, that's not the worst place to be. So Drake London, uh, despite being a bigger guy, kind of works on the slot a lot. And uh, maybe Washington could see him as, like, their their new Zach Ertz, kind of obviously a different position 
like not exactly you know wide receiver to tight end but um like that bigger guy who can kind of be an underneath target i think maybe that's what they could be thinking there should be noted that todd mcshay uh, in a post for monday on espn plus he wrote about like things he's hearing around the league and and he connected jake uh, uh drake london to washington also chris olave uh could be a little uh buckeyes pairing there in landover maryland and uh i Drake London doesn't really scare me, honestly. Like I would kind of, I would prefer Washington to take him because I think there's some kind of like bust potential there, or at least I think he might not be anything overly stellar. Chris Olave scares me a little bit more just because I feel like he, even if he might be like a little limited and and he might be something of a one trick pony. I mean, higher floor. One trick, yeah, is valuable. Like he can mm-hmm. get deep in Carson Wentz again for all his faults, and he will overthrow people deep. I've seen it, but like he does have a strong arm. So in theory, you know, if this guy is blazing down the field, uh, maybe there's some, you know, potential for big plays there. So uh, I think they kind of really like have to go receiver <laughs> this pick. Again, we've talked about how they just have so nothing. So you took Olave. So I made a pick for them, um, but I, I did not take that uh, because I will say uh, I, I think they have to go receiver unless there isn't like obvious player that falls to them instead that probably shouldn't be there at number 11 and i went with kyle hamilton here just because Ah. uh, i was i was between this and receiver but i was like i just don't think you can pass on him because i think there's a chance he doesn't even make it to that pick and obviously you lose uh they you know they they parted ways with landon collins right where's landon collins now or is he still open market okay wow still just floating out there um not a good player anyway uh yeah so i think that's that's a nice pick for them in terms of like an organization that has a lot of bad culture, but I think he could be like a good culture guy for them. Uh, and actually maybe like a real leader and not like a fake tough guy, kind of like Lady right. Collins. So I think that'd be a, a, a solid pick by them. It doesn't help again, their big need for a receiver, but uh, if he's there, I think it's tough for them to pass on him. Like Stingley is another guy. I think could be interesting at that spot in terms of like, they could really use, you know, a, a star kind of corner, but I just feel like I said to Stabby last week, if Stingley goes to Washington, I have like no confidence in that working out. There's too many red flags in his profile for me to feel like Washington is going to be the team that like hits on him. Well, and like their risks that they have taken Washington, and I use the word risks very widely, have not worked out. Um, Darius Geis, Bryce Love, different situations, different risks. But you know what I mean? Like they have, you know, they have yet to take somebody that has these like, man, is it going to work in the NFL cases and seeing it actually work in the NFL? Right. Um, so I agree. And that that so was my, yeah. right. Exactly. Yeah. My, that's, that exact logic was why I took him to the Giants. Like at a certain point, it's just like he's the best player. We just make it work. Like mm-hmm. we're not going to turn this down, whatever, et cetera. Um, so that sucks. So we both have Kyle Hamilton winding up in the NFC East. Um, you have him in Washington. I have him in New York. I would prefer him in Washington if I'm being honest, Hmm. um, because I would, you know, I think that they would hinder his ceiling and his growth and his potential more. Um, So hopefully, again, I'm liking your mock as far as reality more. Um, Derek Stingley was an option, as mentioned. He went to Minnesota for me at 12. That's a very popular pick. Right. Um, (laughs) You see that in every mock. Jermaine Johnson went to the Texans at 13. And Jordan Davis went to the Ravens at 14. Mm. Again, it's a classic Ravens thing. Like, And then, like, if this were to happen... All of the grades on Friday morning would be like the Ravens killed the draft. The Ravens, yeah. blah, blah, blah. I mean, it would just be like freaking out, et cetera. Um, so that takes us to the Philadelphia Eagles at 15. Uh, well, hold up. Who did the Ravens take for you? Hey, Texans and Ravens take for you. Well, the, the Vikings took Jordan Davis. He's mine okay. at number 12. So he's with, wearing purple one way or the other. 
There you go. Um, devastated because I would really like Jordan Davis to fall to the Eagles. Not the end of the world, um, depending on who else they get. But like that's that's a that's a blow. I would in my perfect you know situation, the Eagles get Jordan Davis and Jamison Williams. Uh, so then Drake London comes off the board at number thirteen to the Texans. Uh, Zion Johnson, a popular Dallas Cowboys target, is kind of a little bit earlier than expected. I think off the board here at number fourteen to the Ravens, mm-hmm. leaving. The Eagles with the guy I wanted if I couldn't get Jordan Davis, and that is one Jamison Williams. RJ, I don't know if you saw this, but there was a another uh, little tidbit yep. in that Todd McShay piece that said like the the Eagles' preference reportedly, and take that for what it's worth. There's a lot of you know smoke out there, but they're, reportedly their preference is Jamison Williams, and I mean that makes a lot of sense. Like they've tried to get a receiver this offseason and they failed, and they went to the Alabama well last year. I think it did well for them, and with Jamison Williams, like. This guy is a no doubt about it top 10 pick if he doesn't have the ACL tear. And I don't know if you saw this as well, but like I think his camp kind of posted a video of him jogging and running around. Like he looks pretty good. Like he looks like this idea that I talked about this with Jimmy Kempsey and BZN Radio. We did our seven round mocks, and I, I believe by Jameson Williams as my first pick here as well. And I was just like, this idea he's going to miss the whole rookie season. Like where's that coming from? Like, like uh Landon Dickerson had an, an ACL tear late in December I believe last year and he played he was like ready to play by week two and that doesn't mean that's the norm and every player will be like that but the idea is gonna like have to even be on the pup list he might not even have to be on that he might miss like three games whatever like who but who cares that's that's no, no, no bearing on my pick here especially the Eagles aren't like all in to win this year they can afford a player to miss three games I think Jameson Williams is a really good bet I hate that I agree with every word you said um i would be scared if washington got him i would be too um it would be interesting to talk about this next week if he went to washington and then the eagles took drake london just to kind of hear your um as i fight off a sneeze um hear your kind of like um sadness all right i did it oh my god nice are you okay i survived uh that was an intense sneeze um i got my eyes to water um it's because I'm allergic to crab and we're talking about the Eagles. Uh, but, uh, but anyway, crab. I, yeah, crab too. We were just talking about the Ravens. Um, and I don't know if you know, Baltimore's got great crab. The, the, I was going to say, the, like, the, the, I wonder how many ma- people like don't know about like Baltimore, like being like a big crab place. Like just that. I mean, the, I said it now, but I was like, <laughs> you're just gonna, like, let the, that go um, over. I hate those like bets. Like when, like, I don't know, Baltimore would have played when they played the Niners in the Super Bowl. And it was like the mayor has 10 pounds of crab like wagered on the Super Bowl. It's like, OK, like we have don't ever heard of crab fries. No, that sounds awesome, though. What is that? So it's actually there isn't any crab involved, at least uh, here in Philly. But uh, there's a place called Chickies and Pete's where it's just like cheese fries, but they sprinkle like a, a healthy dose of a Old Bay seasoning on there. Dude, that and sounds just, legit. Yeah, the, the fry and they're like a crinkle cut and the fries mixed with like the melty. It's not like, um you know, like just melted sliced cheese. It's like a cheese sauce, like a saucy, like, again, it's like a white kind of cheese and the, the, the seasoning. I think they're great. I think any kind of fry is really good. Generally, sure. like, um you know how Burger King has those chicken fries? They like chicken tenders and fries. Like, those are awesome. Like you do anything in fries. I'm all about it. Different thing. Um, but just near the subject, um, have you ever had Cousins Main Lobster? I imagine you have, like, no, but the like food truck, you know, what I'm talking about is on no. Shark Tank. It was on Shark Tank, and it was like, I guess, I think there were two cousins, and they like developed a food truck and they like sell lobster rolls. Um, and they had one at the apartment complex my wife and I lived at a long time ago, 
and we went and tried it and holy crap it was sick but i first saw it on shark tank so the lobster roll was that's what you got yeah, yeah. Well, no the the like the business the cousins made oh. lobster and barbara invested in it and so then it became like again it's mostly like an east coast thing i think they're from like like boston or like that neck of the woods um and that's so where lobster just, comes from yeah. right right well it's, it's a food truck and they sell it hot and cold but you must eat a lot of lobster rolls hot or cold what's your preference i don't really i mean i haven't i haven't had a ton of them um I know there's different ways to do it hot and cold too. I feel like the hot one gets a certain, like one gets like butter, the other one gets mayo or whatever. Like there's like a different mm-hmm, between mm-hmm. the sauces and, and uh, I don't know. I'm not like the biggest seafood guy. I kind of pick my spots with seafood. I don't just love everything across the board. Lobster, I've had it. I think it's fine, but uh, it always comes back to why would I be eating this when I can eat pizza instead? You, um, you ever hear that joke when you're like six years old? Like I'm on a seafood diet. I see food, I eat and it. Ha, 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 well, ha, ha. I, I remember the uh, the little middle school thing where like like do you want do you like seafood? And then you would like stick really disgustingly the food that you're chewing at lunch like out of your mouth at your friends. Like, <laughs> see food. So so my like joke was really clever. Yours was really disgusting. I didn't do that. Like... To be clear, I'm saying that I had that mm-hmm. done to me. Mm-hmm. Well, you didn't grow up around the right people. Let's just say that. Well, um, anyway, um, getting back to this, I took Jameson Williams for the Eagles, and I was really yeah. bummed about it. It's a no-brainer. Um, yeah, it is. It's the first pick that we're in lockstep agreement on, by the way, uh, right? And and some of that is the circumstance of it all, like the simulations were right. different. But, um, but yeah, I mean, this this is a solid pick. I, I would be nervous about this. He'd be the best receiver on the Eagles roster right away because, oh, yeah. uh, well, number well, two would be Jalen Rager. Number three would be Devontae Smith. Jalen Rager. Jalen Rager, who sounds like he might actually get traded or – I mean, I would at least I would hope. I mean, I don't know for what. By the way, we didn't mention Kadarius Tony. That's something to watch. Oh, you know, dude, that uh, is the guy so you, you said was like the funny. second best receiver in the class last year. Totally not mentioning Jalen Waddle. I said that Jamar partly, Chase. partly to troll. Yeah, um, but Jalen Waddle. It was, um, yeah. So um, pretty funny. The New Orleans Saints took Chris Olave at sixteen for me. How about you? Um, just what a disaster, by the way, though. Too. Like the trade down was really good for the Giants last year. Obviously, Gettleman did a great uh, job dude. with that. I mean, but but just like to pick Kadarius Tony because you missed out on Devontae Smith and you had to get a receiver. And I think Tony is talented, but like there's so many just, red flags with him. But but some of, some of that is like this sounds weird. Some of it's not the Giants' problem. Like their culture is broken. Like it, it was not a wise pick in that sense. Like you know, like they were they were not going to be the place that he could flourish. Um, but so. there's a lot of loser energy coming from him. Like he won't even attend like voluntary stuff. Like that right, was an right, issue right. last year too. Like there's just like too many things where it's like, this is not the guy. He's just not locked in. He clearly is not like locked in. And maybe again, the giants deserve some blame, but there's some, there's some issues on his end as well. Um, I wonder, and- um, by the way, how many times a team has like picked up a future first in a trade, like the giants did. And it wound up being inside the top 10. Hmm. Um, so the not, giants can't did- be too often. But the Giants did it and the Seahawks did it, right? The Patriots year. did it uh, at one point. One well, point and the time. and the Dolphins did it uh, by way of the Texans pick, the Tunsil pick, and everything like that. Um, right. But so interesting perspective for all the like future firsts that are potentially being dealt. So um, I do think the Eagles have the best chances of having that next year. But anyway, uh, so who did New Orleans take for you at sixteen? I took Chris, so, Chris Olave on my end. Last thing I'll say about Jamison Williams, it's, that's one of the few players that gets me really like excited. Like there's a bunch of players in this range that the Eagles could take and it's like fine or like good pick, whatever. But Jamison Williams is exciting. But at number sixteen, the second quarterback goes oh, off the board, Desmond Ritter. Oh, New Orleans above. Yeah. Kenny Pickett. 
Okay. All right. So New Orleans, this was the original Colts pick, correct? That went to Philly, that went to yes. New Orleans? Okay. And it'd be uh, interesting for uh, Eagles fans to be rooting against Desmond Ritter. <laughs> it would. Uh, the Chargers took Devontae Wyatt on my end at 17. Okay. Uh, Jermaine Johnson falls to okay. number 17. Someone I strongly considered at number 15 could be in play. I don't think he's going to fall this far, but we'll see. So that takes us to 18 in the Eagles. And I was a little bit stuck here. Like the Jameson Williams thing was really yes. obvious. It was, it was really like, okay, this is an easy dot to connect. Um, I, so I don't know Like maybe you won't like this, but I just kind of thought like, what, what makes sense? Like what's high floor? What's a, a solid bet. So I took Trent McDuffie. I feel yeah. like solid pick for the Eagles. You strengthen your secondary. Um, so you've built up your, you know, your receiver room, your secondary room, you're in a weird spot as a franchise overall, but this, I think this is the best step to take, assuming you can't trade out again. I think the Eagles, when it comes to the question of like, should they trade up or trade down? It's really both. They should trade up ideally for a little bit from uh, 15 to get Jordan Davis or Jamison Williams to make sure you don't get sniped for those kind of players. You should also probably trade down for number 18. Cause like to your point, I think that's speaking to kind of where the talent kind of just dips off and you're not really feeling super stoked about anyone at that pick. So it, it wouldn't be the worst thing if they stayed there, but it, it's not like it, you're not excited about it. And I just feel like there's probably better value in moving down. And I think it's relevant. And I was talking uh, again about this with Jimmy on BGN radio, but you look at the Steelers there at number 20, and maybe they want to move up a couple picks because maybe the Saints don't take a quarterback at 16 and they're worried about them get, getting one at 19 or, or some other team kind of sniping uh, the Steelers at 19. So I, I, I think there's a potential uh, trade opportunity uh, for the Eagles to move back, if not with Pittsburgh, with some team. I think Peter King had them moving back to the Packers at number 22. Um, so I think there will be an opportunity for the Eagles to move back, even if just slightly. I had them taking Trent McDuffie as well. Uh, I had them taking Karlaftis in the mock I did for BGN. I didn't want to do that again, even though he was still on the board, just because that's kind of boring from a content perspective and me just doing the same exact thing and talking about the same exact points. Uh, with McDuffie, I'm not thrilled about it. Um, I think cornerback is obviously like it's a big hole on the Eagles roster because it's Darius Slay. And can you name the other starting cornerback? No. Uh, yeah. Maddox? I mean, he's in the slot, but like if you're talking about outside, it could be Zach McPherson, who showed some promise, but was like a fourth round pick last year. And the Eagles have a bunch of just like day three kind of young players that they seem to be kind of excited about. I tend to think they can, might be able to work through that and maybe adding a pick later just because in Jonathan Gannon's defense, you're asking, these are cover two corners who aren't like asked to be, you know, play like man and, and they don't have the toughest assignments and their safeties are playing like 50 yards behind them anyway. So it's like they're not just out there on an island. So uh, I don't necessarily love it from a resources standpoint. I think it's a fine pick. should mention here that Trent McDuffie is actually Dane Brugler's number two cornerback, uh, which is interesting, just behind Ahmad Gardner uh, in uh, his rankings. Um, I, I, a lot of people have talked about how he's like a clean prospect. Didn't really have like, you know, the playmaking. Uh, only had two interceptions at Washington, 10 passes defense. He did have three, four stumbles. But like, it, so this, yeah, I'm not thrilled about it at all, but uh, I think he can be a starter. So it's fine. I, again, I think this is the best pick. I, mean, I don't think you're like quite making lemonade out of lemons. Like it's not like it's it's not like the world is ending here sort of situation. It just this speaks to the the class. Like there's not there's 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 only like 
a dozen or so baker's dozen whatever like true first round grades that you can hand out so anybody else you're kind of like eh, whatever um i think in this 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 is a reason why if you're an eagles fan first of all sucks uh but you should be rooting against new orleans to draft a quarterback first because you you want this to be that that pivot point for the second quarterback yeah. to come off the board um so that's one you know level of interest here um other than that i mean you know cool good good for you eagles i mean uh, oh i was gonna say this too uh you made me think of it um who did sauce gardner go to in your mock um the, the texans giant the texans okay i am already saying this now and i realize this is not like a you know whoa like i'm the first person to say this it is going to be so annoying on friday whatever team that drafts him like the sauce stuff is going to be they're going to beat it to death right away like it, you know what i mean they're going to ruin it right away like it, it will take less than 24 hours for it to get old What's the best team he could go to in terms of like marketing for sauce? Mm, Texas barbecue sauce, like, like so Texans works Houston. out. Yeah, because mm. um, like what what other condiment has the word sauce in its name? Barbecue sauce is the only one. The last thing, like I'll maybe say, tomatillo sauce, but also like a southern Texas, like near the border type of thing. The last thing I'll say about uh, the Eagles is that. I believe even though they did get the 2023 first round pick from the Saints and they got the 2024 second round pick, I think, right? Um, They're not done. Like they need to get, because we've talked about at length, all those other teams that have first round picks next year. I still believe at some point in this draft, it doesn't ask, I mean, ideally it would be another first, but like that's not realistic to expect that. Um, Ideally, they still need to pick up another first or not another extra another pick in a future year it doesn't necessarily have to be 2023 i think but either in 2023 or 2024 they need an extra pick at some point um okay so that takes us we have the cowboys left and i have uh the dallas cowboys pre-draft press conference to get to so just so people everybody knows how the sausage is made that's when we're recording this um they're about to be speaking shortly so you know chop chop blg okay. uh the five picks uh between the eagles and the cowboys for me uh my simulation new orleans did take a quarterback it was not desmond Ritter. it was malik willis mm. uh for me pittsburgh took desmond ritter so there go two quarterbacks which i'm fine with push other players down the board super awesome happy to see um new england took devin lloyd green bay took george Karlaftis, not a wide yeah. receiver a lot of people think that's happening um and arizona took kair elam so uh what were the five picks for you so similar uh but it's trevor penning to the saints at number 19 they fill a hole at left tackle there uh, kenny pickett stays in pittsburgh you can imagine oh speaking. man did you know that they work out the same facility wow yes yeah, how of cool things you would get tired of uh <laughs> pickett staying in pittsburgh would be really unbrand uh i feel like that's a it, would, reason. Oh, Dan, it would be like they didn't draft dan marino in 1983 <laughs> they so they made sure to get the the panther this time around i feel like Pitt is such a lame name for a school by the way it's so <laughs> lazy like just like pit like th- think of like any other state that like abbreviated it Phil. or like shortened itself or as Phil the I. name of a school like I like I know that Cal goes by Cal, but it's it's like it's like California University, right? Like what is the There's like, multiple ones, right? Yeah, so it's it's not just like Cal, and even Cal sounds like pit. It sounds gross. Like imagine like Florida if a Florida school was like floor. Like floor means flower in Spanish. Like that'd be kind of cool actually, but like pit. Like it just sounds gross, dude. I, like I and like it's so uh whatever, but uh, okay. So Kenny Pickett goes. They're gonna stuff some fries in Kenny Pickett's helmet and draft him. Um, mm-hmm. that's a little Permanente's joke. Oh, uh, Permanente's is awesome. 
Pittsburgh is I so disagree. much better than Philly. I've had oh, wow. oh, this is a terrible take. I've had it and I wanted oh, it to dude. be good. I was excited, but the fries weren't even good. I loved when I went to Pittsburgh for the Cowboys Steelers game in 2016. Awesome. Like great sports town, great sports vibe. I obviously this was uh November, so I obviously didn't go to a game, but PNC Park, I'm I'm gonna just like say best yeah. baseball park in America. It's really cool. You all the bridges and stuff in the background. Yeah. The river. banks of the three rivers. See, like what does Philly have? It has it's nothing only two like rivers. that. Like it's, Pittsburgh it's is the lie. best city in Pennsylvania. It's two rivers. Anyway, um, Chris Olave at uh, 21 to the, the Patriots. We have Carl Aftis also at, to the Packers like you did, and then also Elam to the Cardinals. So that leaves us at the Cowboys pick at number 24. So the options for me that I uh, seriously considered, Zion Johnson was gone, not mm-hmm. gone for me. Gone uh, for me. No, he, yeah. he was. Uh, no, I don't um, think he was for you. He was no, gone he's, for me. He's not gone. So, uh, you're right. I, I debated between Zion, who I did not pick, obviously, uh, Kenyon Green and Traylon Burks. Those are my three sort of situations. I prefer Kenyon Green to Zion Johnson. Like if, if I have the option, I'm taking uh, Kenyon Green. It's really a decision for me between Kenyon Green and Traylon Burks or Chris Olave. Like, so mm. it's it's like a choose your own adventure. Do you want the adventure beginning with a guard or do you want the adventure beginning with a receiver? And the value is better at receiver. Like, you're going to get a much better value, you know, overall if you take the receiver at 24 and then, you know, draft Jamari Sawyer or whatever at 56 and get your guard there. But, dude, they have to get guard. Yeah. They have to. That's the, They have not addressed it. They, they have adge- – and Cowboys fans love to hate on Connor Williams. They're going to miss him. They, they they literally miss him. They are literally trying to fill the void that he left in free agency. He was a starter for four years. I know that he had penalties and whatnot, blah, 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 but he was a very solid player for them. And so I went Kenyon Green. It sucked to pass on Traylon Burks, but that's where I'm at. Also took Kenyon Green. I just think the, yeah, the place the Cowboys are in, and you look at the historical bus rates at certain positions, I think there's more volatility with receiver, especially in a class where there's like not a consensus. There's kind of like, you know, a lot of split opinions on these guys. Uh, and I think just getting a surefire, uh, you know, it's a guard, so it's not like the most premium pick, but still, like you're you're later in the first round. That's not the biggest deal. Uh, if I, I'll go back to what I said last year, if the Cowboys are going to be undone, I think it's going to be more about their their offensive line than their receiver situation. Like suddenly, like they have enough at receiver with Michael Gallup and C.D. Lamb. I disagree. That they have enough. Like, well, I, I mean, don't... they have enough to like not that they're stacked, but they have enough. Like they don't have to pick a receiver as much. No, I, I think they're like they will take a receiver in the top 100. Like I would bet I mean, that's fine, but like they don't have to take one in the first round. Is the point? I don't know. I mean, they can, but I just I think it's better for. I think it would be more prudent to take the offensive lineman, go with uh, kind of your meat and potatoes kind of draft, straightforward, eat your vegetables kind of draft, um, as as opposed to like the icing uh, on a cake, uh, which is more you know maybe satisfying, more sugary, more sweet but isn't going to last you isn't as uh, the sustenance isn't there. I think offensive line is the, is the better way for the Cowboys to go. So apparently during the team's pre-draft press conference, Stephen Jones just said it's a very middle of the draft. Or it's very middle of the draft heavy, excuse me, and said that uh, it's, it's deep uh, rounds three through five. And I know we, we, we didn't trade back again, as mentioned several times in this, this exercise, but that would be my dream, especially like in my situation where Kenyon Green, Zion Johnson and Traylon Burks were all available move back 29 with mm-hmm. the chiefs is a popular spot that like in all this stuff we've done yeah. like that that makes sense especially if kansas city if they value a receiver you know and they really don't want to take a chance move back 
pick up an extra top 100 pick. You need those right now and get your other chance in the third round. And then still, you'll very likely still walk. I'm, a lot of people like the Bucks generally also end up with one of the guards sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you're sure to walk away with somebody who you really like. And even if it's not that, um, I don't think I'm making certain. Uh, oh, uh, George Karlaftis was still on the board for me as well. Okay. Um, so, oh, no, I'm sorry. He went to Green Bay. At oh, yeah, no, yeah. I, but, yeah. but like, I, I mean, we do a billion mocks, but like he has been there a lot. So like if you have some combination of that, like and I'm fine with any of those picks, especially if you trade back. If you pick up a top 100 pick, I'm down. That would be two straight years of moving back for the Cowboys. Obviously moved back with Philly last year. Um, but Ken Young Green is my kind of like if I have to pick a name that I want, like yours is Jamison Williams. That's mm-hmm. where I'm looking to go. I think uh, it's kind of it's hard for a lot of these teams. I must feel like to go wrong. I mean, they can. Obviously, it's possible. But in terms of like. And obviously, you know, the draft is a crapshoot to some extent. But in terms of making good bets, I think for the most part, except for the, the Eagles pick at 18, which we didn't really feel strongly about, I think one of those offensive linemen is going to be there for the Cowboys. And if there's not, there's probably going to be a receiver. I guess I could just see receiver being where they go wrong the most, though. I don't think they're going to go wrong with the offensive linemen. I could see them taking the receiver and that receiver not being like the guy. Again, just, I will I just, be happy about it. And again, I think the value of it makes sense. Um, it's not as big of a need, but it, it will upset me more that they have acted the way they have to this point, because I understand not being able to turn down the value that Traylon Burks or Chris Olavi would present if they're on the board at 24, but that's like the Cowboys have generally done a very good job of, of like, of addressing holes before the draft so that if they don't walk away with something, they're not screwed. And they did mm-hmm. not do this. They, they left themselves, right. they, they painted themselves into a, a, hole, a corner here and have a glaring hole at left guard. And they could still turn around. And like for all, you know, again, some of it would be a, a lot of mocks. And I'm sure you see this too. And I know you're not like focused on the interior offensive linemen, but a lot of mocks have Kenyon Green or Zion Johnson falling out of night one. And and then, you know, we mentioned the Friday morning grades. The, there, there will be, and we can guarantee you all, on every major network, uh, a segment on Friday morning that are like, these are the uh, are the players that teams need to be on the phone right now trying to get to the top of the order on, mm-hmm. on in the second round to, to pick. And so, like, if I have to, like, truly paint a fever dream, it's that Dallas trades back with Kansas City or somebody in the first round, picks up an extra third-round pick or something that can then be used as am- ammunition to move up again on Friday morning, and they can walk away. Again, this is my nirvana with Traylon Burks and one of the two guards that falls. That would be a pretty huge win for them. I think that's possible, but it is yeah. like everything else contingent upon things falling their way. Yeah, I think that's a like realistic best case scenario. Just like you could say, I don't think it's likely that the Eagles get both Jordan Davis and Jamison Williams, but it's conceivable. It could it could happen. Like it's not like out of the realm of possibility. So yeah, those are the kind of the best case scenarios that we'd be looking um, for. All right, Brandon. That means this time next week we will have the definitive draft grades for the NFC East. Wow. How does that make you feel? Very exciting. I am excited. Okay, we talked food. We talked NFL. Um, last thing, I watched the Batman last weekend. Not bad. I I really thought it was going to suck, and it was not bad. So, I want to see it. Uh, I was thinking about asking, mooching off someone's HBO Max. If someone wants to give me, <laughs> no, don't actually do that. Um, <laughs> Uh, I'll, I'll figure out a way to watch it at some point. I want to see it. Uh, I do like the concept of, at least I, I don't really know a ton about it. I haven't read a ton of the reviews, but some of the things I've heard in passing are that it's more like kind of mystery based. And I like that idea. I like uh, the idea of a superhero movie kind of taking it in different directions. Like, cause I think a lot of people just think superhero movie. So it's action. What well, doesn't right. necessarily have to be, it could be yeah, more mystery based or right, even horror based right. or whatever. 
um this sounds dumb um because i've never seen sin city but like and i was talking to our great friend the whiskey influencer about this um it reminded it had like sin city vibes like, where's my like, invite by the way the whiskey influencer hey, I gotta, just, like, why am i i've not invited to be on the i mean he did last week when i uh, um, infiltrated your that's all thing. i'll say anyway batman is by the way the official superhero of the nfc east because i am batman here you are mm. the joker um which i like means, how people call batman detective i like that um so i'm batman you're the joker before we leave uh ed and stabby are who stabby's uh, so the riddler like e very mm, easily the riddler wow so dc so that leaves what for ed ed is maybe penguin yeah kind of kind of soft soft spoken but calculated in what he yeah, says a little bit older that. not like the only thing but I right, think right, that's, right. yeah okay all right so that makes makes, makes blog and the boys my batmobile because it's my vehicle you know what i mean so mm. You got to get a purple suit. That's your assignment for next week's uh, NFC East mixtape. Uh, if you want to see BLG uh, wear a purple suit on the NFC East mixtape, tweet at us. He is on Twitter at Brandon Gotten. I am at RJ Ochoa. If at least five people tweeted us and use the hashtag. I am not agreeing um, to this. Purple mixtape. So hashtag purple mixtape. BLG oh. will wear a purple suit next week. Five five tweets. That's all it takes. He Picking swears. The worst time of year, like the busiest time of year for me to like go out and find like. He said it. He'll do it. Color. He told Never me. Never said it. Five tweets, and he will wear a purple suit like the Joker that he is. Hashtag purple. I wish mixtape. I had a purple suit to be clear, but. Uh, um, Brandon, the final words, however many you want, belong to you. Send us home, my man. Everyone. We appreciate you listening. The draft is here. It's exciting. We would appreciate if you not only left a rating and review, that's all good, but also why not tell a friend about the NFC mixtape? It doesn't have to be a fan of the same team that you root for. Be, you know, like an Eagles fan friend or a Giants fan friend, whatever you know. Just tell someone, spread uh, the word by word of mouth, and uh, <laughs> we appreciate it. Uh, sincerely, BLG and Hot Fry. <laughs>